It's time for Decal Download, your source for news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. We'll hear from Commissioner Amy M. Jacobs and special guests to give you an update on all things Decal. This is Decal Download. Downloading now. Community members and leaders from around the state are going back to pre-K as part of Georgia Pre-K Week, an annual event to celebrate Georgia's nationally recognized pre-K program and other quality early learning centers. This is our ninth year partnering with Voices for Georgia's Children, and the dates are October the 7th through the 11th. And, Commissioner, it is something we always look forward to. We do. It's a fun week, and it's a busy week, and a lot of preparation before that week. Um, But it's a great time to get our state leaders out to see exactly what Georgia Pre-K is all about. And I always say there's nothing like seeing it firsthand. We can talk Mm -hmm. about it all day long in the halls of the Capitol, but actually seeing four- and five-year-olds and their teachers in action is really, really worth it. Right. You can read about 22 students per classroom. Actually, (laughs) they they usually (laughs) double them up for Pre-K week. Yeah, sometimes they do, yeah. So it's 44, 66 little faces. And and they have no idea. The four-year-olds don't know who these folks are, right. but they just like that someone important, Yeah, they don't know how they're important, um, is coming to their classroom. Someone's mom, dad, right. brother, sister, right. grandma, right. <laughs> grandpa. So uh, here to talk uh, about Georgia Pre-K Week and how your program can get involved, that's most important, is Dr. Erica Fenner-Sitkoff, Executive Director at Voices for Georgia's Children, and our own Liz Young, Director of Government Relations and Special Projects, as she likes to point out here at DECA. Ladies, welcome to the program. Thank you. Good morning. Great to talk about this nine years. Um, That's pretty amazing. How did the idea, Erica, for Georgia Pre-K Week originate? So back in 2010, um, the state was grappling with the recession, um, and we were managing budget constraints, and Pre-K Week was in question. So we thought, wow, as Commissioner said, what better way to get lawmakers to really truly understand the value is to experience it for themselves, to see the incredible learning that happens, the growth that happens in just one year. Um, I'll never forget the first pre-K week visit I went on and saw the the four-year-olds in the classroom finishing the sentences of the legislator that was reading the book Mm -hmm. and the amazement on that legislator's face to see to see those little faces reading along with him. It was really cool. Right. And voices got involved. How? So we we knew pre-K week was in question. I mean, pre-K was in question. And we came to DECAL, who are, you know, who, who leader, they administer the program, they're leaders in the program, and said, you know, we have this, what we think may be a really cool idea to get lawmakers into classrooms. Are you game to try it? And they were. And at the time, we had no idea whether it would take off, whether it would be successful. And fast forward nine years, we have nearly 80% of the legislature participating. We've got all state leaders participating from different agencies. Um, We've got local leaders participating, mayors, school boards, local heroes, police officers, firefighters, business leaders, military. So really everyone across the state, it's like one big pep rally Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, for for Georgia pre-K. October was chosen, why? Was there anything strategic That's on a that? Great question. I just actually Liz, don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it was just a scheduling issue, trying to figure out the best time to get people in there. During session, it's too crazy. Right. Over the summer, we don't have, we're obviously not in school. So just trying to find a good before time of the year before the holidays. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of worked out. And yeah. I'll be honest with you, you know, I've been at Decal for 10 years, and this was one of my first projects when it, when it came around. 
Um, and we really didn't know. I mean, we didn't know. And we were doing it on spreadsheets and just hoping somebody would sign up and come. And it was a great success that first year, and it's just built from there and been fabulous ever since. It's grown and grown every yes. year. Now we have more than 700 centers participating all across the state, centers and schools. Um, we have Georgia Pre-K Week celebrations in 155 out of 159 counties across the state. When you think about that kind of reach, yeah. That's huge. Right. Everyone celebrating early learning. It's truly one of those build it and they will come kind of moments for you guys when you didn't know if right, anyone right. would come. <laughs> it's always great to send out invitations to something and then just wait, you know, for the first couple. Well, well we didn't wait. We definitely <laughs> pounded the pavement right. and tried to get people in there. Unfortunately, we had a lot of support by the different chairmen of the education committee and some real support from key legislators that went ahead and, and signed up and then encouraged their members to do so. So mm -hmm. from the beginning, we really did have leadership um, involved and helpful with it. Just so folks know, the Georgia legislature meets annually starting in January, yes. running through? Well, it's 40 days. And so that could be end of March, beginning of April, or it could be May. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just depends on how many breaks they take when they break for budget hearings and things like right. that. So it's just 40 days, depending on where that flushes out. October works out well because back to school. Right. Everybody's right. settled in. Right. They've got their routines down. Yes, yeah. you don't want to go in the beginning of school. <laughs> Give yeah. them a moment. Yeah. The kids are settled in. They And it gets them really excited again. So they've gone through the first few weeks of school, and now they get this really cool thing to do that everyone rallies behind. I mean, yeah. isn't in addition to reading the books, all of the centers participate in all kinds of activities throughout the week. Hmm. So talk a little bit more about that. Like, Yay! Paint us the picture of what, what type of activities take place during pre-K week. Sure. So um, in addition to someone, as Commissioner, you said, really important, comes to the classroom and reads a book, um, they often will read more than one book. They'll bring a book from their childhood that, that is valuable to them that they want to share. They'll tour the center and not only see the importance of pre-K, but early learning and quality early care from the the youngest of, of children. They learn about the program. So we supply them with materials, fact sheets. Um, and sometimes they'll do they'll do an activity while they're there, an, an early learning activity. Um, they also um, get really like they they promote it throughout the week. So depending on the book, they'll have kids dress up or teachers dress up in characters. They decorate the classroom. There's a big social media push to um, using the hashtag GA Pre K Week, where they take pictures. Um, they take pictures with the legislators. They take pictures with each other and post them and and share. We have a photo contest too, mm. and the winner gets books for the classroom, which is really cool. And some of those pictures are. Are pretty awesome. Now, in the past, we've had a uh, official book for Pre-K Week. I know last year we had Koi Bowles with uh, mm -hmm. the book Behind the Little Red Door. Koi Bowles of the Zach Brown Band, uh, who's uh, a good friend of ours. This year, you've got Llama Llama Red Pajama. And I guess you guys presented that to all the legislators at the end of the last session, so we, they'd be ready. We did. We did. So over the years, we've had partners, and I think that that's something really special about DECAL and also voices that that private-public partnership and getting all kinds of folks involved. And so we've had partners over the years from the FIRST Foundation reach out and read. 
as you said, decal supply books last year. We think it's really important to have legislators have a book in hand. It makes it a lot easier for them to be able to read. It starts to get them excited about it. And we do the launch during legislative session. So voices and and decal, we've had Junior Lee come out and help support the launch as well. And we basically well, take over the Capitol might be a strong <laughs> word, but we've got Callie there, the mascot, and we put the books on all legislators' desks with a formal invitation to participate in Pre-K Week, and they can take that book with them along with any other book they choose. Mm. It's a great day. You know, Callie, by the way, a little bit of trivia, is one of the only mascots allowed in the chamber. Exactly. Yes. Oh. Yeah, uh, I think great. Harry Dog was even turned away. I think he was too. Uh, yeah. But Callie got... It's because she's so well-behaved. We got connections. Yeah, she's got connections <laughs> at the Capitol. How do you choose the book um, every year? It's about what's going to get the kids excited and what's going to be really fun for the reader to read. Last year, we did Click Clack, our two years ago, Click Clack Moo, and it was a fun story that the kids could dress up and relate to, and it was fun to read. Um, historically, we've done Pete the Cat, mm-hmm. just fun stories that yeah. the that are easy the whole and Llama Llama series has just been popular for probably a decade. I mean, mm-hmm. my children still like the books. There's all types yeah. of Llama Llama, Red Pajama, Madam Mama, Mrs. Mama, <laughs> Llama Llama, and the Bully Goat. You know, it's a it's it's a good series yeah. of books. It's really cute, and kids are usually familiar with them too. They are totally familiar yeah. with it, and celebrities are familiar with it. When mm-hmm. we were looking it up, we found all these mashups of different celebrities reading the book. <laughs> it was fun and. Um, actually, because it's got Llama Llama has such a presence and people know about um, Llama Llama, we started and we started with the launch of the Capitol, taking pictures of Llama Llama right. all around. So Llama Llama snuck into the chamber. We've got uh-huh. pictures there, um, different parts of the state doing all kinds of things to promote the book. So it was another fun thing we could do to promote. That's great. Yeah. Um, And sometimes I feel like these books are written as much for the parents as they are for the kids, you know, because I think the authors know we're going to be reading them to our kids. They got to be entertaining Mm -hmm. and kind of intriguing. So, well, let me pose this to both Erica and uh, Commissioner Jacobs. We look at Georgia's pre-K program, brainchild of Governor Zell Miller uh, back in 1992, who, by the way, liked to read um, The Little Engine That Could, Mm -hmm. I think was his favorite. Mm -hmm. Today, we're serving around 80,000 students in 159 counties. We've served over 1.6 million students since 1992. Georgia, one of only 10 states and D.C., providing high-quality care to more than 50% of all four-year-olds, around 60% here in Georgia. Those are all the stats. We know that. I want to ask you guys, why do you think the program has been so successful? Go ahead. You know what I mean? Well, I think we'll have different perspectives, yeah. you know, because yeah. Erica is more on the advocacy side and yeah. we're more of the we administer the program side. So. Yeah, sure. So I don't think I can I don't think enough people know how unique Georgia's pre-K program is and Georgia's approach to early learning in general. It truly is unique. Um, not only is you said the stats, but one other stat is that Georgia's only one of three states that has a standalone agency devoted to early learning, which is really incredible when you think about it and how we prioritize that. The other the other piece of it is it's the access that it provides. So all four-year-olds are eligible to attend. It's free regardless of family income. That's incredibly unique. The whole child approach, too. I think we can't underscore enough that 
The approach of our pre-K program includes strong social-emotional component. It includes nutrition. It includes literacy. All the things holistically that we need to prepare kids for kindergarten and for life. And um, as advocates, we are so proud of that and thankful of that um, to the agency for that approach. And the, and the dedication of resources. Um, Pre-K consultants, a huge shout out to them across the state, um, the support that they give programs and parents, and the fact that we have leadership um, across the board that our champions of the program is, mm-hmm. is unique too. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I agree with all that. And I would say, um, and sometimes I hate for this to be my first answer, but you couldn't do it without the funding. And so without mm-hmm. Zell Miller's vision of using the lottery dollars for pre-K and the Hope Scholarship, we would not be able to have Georgia pre-K in 159 counties without that dedicated funding source. There's just there's just no way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that makes it um, better and sustainable. And I think it's just and because we've been able to grow the program in every single county in Georgia. Um, it's part of the pipeline now. Everybody knows Georgia Pre-K. Mm-hmm. Most children expect to go to Georgia Pre-K. It's just part of their education experience now. Kind of like kindergarten used to be 30 years ago. You know, you start at the door of kindergarten. Now, at a minimum, children know that you need to be in a Pre-K, and hopefully it's Georgia Pre-K. Yeah. And, and I do think that part of the success of the program is the support we provide to the teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, we've really ramped up professional development for teachers because we know that is the most important person in the classroom, that teacher and that assistant teacher. And at DECAL, we really strive to support them so that they have what they need um, to provide the best experience for those four- and five-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And I would I would echo that, that, you know, Voices worked closely with with the department and, and the commissioner and helping to promote putting Georgia pre-K, t- promoting pre-K teachers on par with K-12 teachers, that they deserve and need the same um, resources that K-12 K educators receive as well. And that was a, was a really big, big win and, and um for the program. Mm-hmm. But I would say that Pre-K Week helps us with that. Mm-hmm. It gets those policymakers, the people that make those decisions, the funding of it in those classrooms so they don't forget about it. Because sometimes it can right. go off the radar um, when they talk about hope or something like that. So it's nice to keep it in the forefront. So let's say someone is listening and they have a program, a childcare program or a pre-K class in a public school. Erica, how do they get involved in Pre-K Week? So go to the website. I mean, and actually, anybody can get involved in, in all kinds of ways. So the, the website, gaprekweek.com. Centers can register to be a part of it, either for a visit. They can access social media toolkits in order to promote their pre-K program all throughout the week. Um, partners, we have over 30 partners that participate with us that go on visits, that support the uh, Georgia Pre-K Consultants and Voices and, and taking um, – taking um, leaders on visits into their program. We encourage centers to invite their local leaders to come and visit the program throughout the week as well and, and to promote to promote it. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say, kind of use your imagination uh, when it comes to promoting it. Liz, you've seen a lot of unique things out there. Well, sure. And I think, you know, at first you may think, oh, it has to be your state senator or your state rep. It doesn't. It can, as Erica mentioned, it could be your mayor, it could be a school board member, but we've also seen people invite their fire chief mm-hmm. or their police chief or anyone in the community because it's really about their community. It's not, you know, it's not about one elected official over another. It's about who who's local, who's there involved. Most some of these um, 
Pre-K classes are in private facilities, so there are small business in their community. They want to make those connections. Sometimes it's with a school system where they'll be sending their kids the following year for kindergarten. Sometimes it's, you know, it could be anything. And if it's in a school system already, sometimes a school board member or superintendent or someone like that is ideal to, to bring into the pre-K classroom where they might not always visit first. Mm-hmm. And the reach is far during pre-K week. The The social media reach, lawmakers are paying attention and, and are engaged. So no matter what a center does, whether they take pictures of their program and post it, whether they invite their local fire chief, whether they have a, um, a member of Congress there, Regardless, um, all of that makes a huge difference in promoting the program. Now I'm going to throw in, invite your local newspaper to come sure. and maybe yeah, take some yes. pictures. Yes. Or your or local radio. media, TV, yeah. radio, yes. whatever it happens to they be. Love it. Um, because it is, you know, you can't, I think it's one of the best PR campaigns. I hate to call it that because it sort of belittles it a little bit. It's more than that. It's really more of a community celebration. But, you know, early childhood education is very much a local issue. And so to have the mayor come by, the school superintendent, um, even parents uh, to choose to read uh, that week, I think is great. So give us the website again if folks want yes. to sign up. G-A-P-R-E-K-W-E-E-K, GeorgiaPreKWeek.com. Okay. And they can have access to resources there and that Absolutely. kind of thing. Absolutely. There's a ton of resources. On so it. it's not too late. Again, the date is October the 7th through the 11th. You're hearing this uh, starting in September. There is plenty of time. Plenty of time. <laughs> Go visit it. Reach out with any questions. We're, we're here to answer any questions as well. There's contact information on there. That's great. And we want everybody to be involved. Uh, we're talking about pre-K. Commissioner, I know recently we posted the latest results of our pre-K longitudinal study, uh, which showed that children make greater gains in pre-K and kindergarten on most measures compared to first and second grade. There's still growth among the second graders, but the rate of growth slows somewhat. What's your takeaway from that? Well, I think the study just gives us information that we've never had before, especially as it relates to kindergarten, first and second grade. Um, and so I think it's an opportunity for DECAL to partner with the Department of Education on looking at how do we improve alignment, especially between first and second grade with pre-K and kindergarten, because these students are receiving a tremendous boost in pre-K. They're still seeing that in kindergarten. Um, we're seeing a little bit of decline in how fast they're growing in first and second grade. Um they're not losing skills, but they're not growing as fast. And so they're getting this boost in pre-K and kindergarten. So how do we maintain that boost so they have that higher trajectory? So uh, we're looking forward to continuing our work with the Department of Education on that so we can continue to make that boost even bigger in first and second grade going right. forward. More information on our website if you'd like to look into that. There's a summary also. Let me go ahead and just tell you if you don't want to read the entire study we have a summary uh, posted at decal.ga.gov. Erica, Voices has been around for about 16 years now. Normally, we lead off with yeah. the person talking about the organization. We've sort of embedded that in this podcast for you. Uh, it's a nonprofit, child policy and advocacy organization. Is your primary focus early childhood education, or do you also focus on older children? We focus on all children through the age of 18 for many of the reasons, actually, the commissioner just just shared, that we see kids through the trajectory of their life um, as they enter into adulthood across a wide range of issues. Um, when, we, when we think about early 
you know, early care, quality child care. We also look at quality child care for school age. We partner with the agency on that, given that many school days end at 2.30 in the afternoon. If you're five years old, six years old, nine years old, you know, what, what type of quality care do you have available? So that's another area that we, we partner with, with DECAL on. And then across all areas of child well-being, health care access, um, uh, positive school climate and school discipline, child welfare and supports to families to remain them strong and, and stable. And one of the unique things about Voices in looking at that range of child well-being is we can, the policy solutions that we propose and work with agencies and legislators on shows how that intersectionality, how they all reinforce one another. Um, and as an example, you know, we invest a lot in education as we should and make sure there are quality teachers and curriculum and the leading reason why kids are absent in our state is asthma and, and oral health. Mm -hmm. So if we can work together to make sure they have access to quality health care as well as education, that is just setting them on a on a course for, for success. So this is an example of what we do. That's great. You guys have another big annual event coming up in November called the Big Voice for Children Awards. Tell us about that program and who you're going to honor. You are so sweet to ask. Yes, um, we we have this every year where we um, we give an award to some of our biggest child advocates in the state. And this year, we are proud to give two awards. One is to a group of youth advocates who came together to tell their stories in our suicide prevention videos. They were incredibly brave. Um, they also came to the Capitol and told their stories. Very brave, and so we're honored to honor them. Mm. And the second award we're giving is to Bobby Cleveland, who's the executive director of the Toll Charitable Foundation. She has been an advocate, a lifelong advocate for children at risk in Georgia, and we're excited to to honor her. And by the way, it's a lot of fun. It is, it is <laughs> a lot of fun. It's all yes. has a, one time at least, it was a Mardi Gras kind of theme going yeah. on. Uh, but you meet a lot of uh, folks that are like-minded um, child advocates and um, it, it's inspirational. It's a lot of fun. The meal was great. But um, one of the things that I enjoyed was uh, during the part of the program where I think you honored Pat Willis, who was- Did, our founder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty emotional there. Uh, yeah. For a lot of folks, there were people that didn't know that much about it, and they had tears in their eyes by the Aww. end of the night. But it was a great evening. How does somebody you. get involved with uh, Voices? Sure. So we are always excited to have more um, to have more advocates, uh, child advocates across our state. One way is to simply go to our website, georgiavoices.org. You can sign up to our listserv. We send out emails to make sure that you're informed, learning about the issues and challenges that our kids are facing across our state. During legislative session, we are very engaged. We send out action alerts. So we just encourage people to go on our website, sign up for our emails, learn more about what's happening with our kids across Georgia, and take action. Take action. Yeah. We've got so many great partners, and we've had the honor of having at this table um, Gears mm -hmm. was here most recently, um, Quality Care for Children, All Now partners Voices. partners of ours. Yeah, we really appreciate everything you guys uh, do. Um, so thanks for being here. Today. Thank you so much for yeah. having me. So Georgia Pre-K Week, again, let's remind everybody, October the 7th through the 11th, there is still plenty of time for you to get on board. Give us the website one more time, mm. Erica, just to make As sure. As I take a sip of coffee. <laughs> it is um, gaprekweek.com. Dot com. Okay. So go there for all the resources. You can also go to our website at decal.ga.gov. 
For more information on Voices for Georgia's Children, you can go to georgiavoices.org or call 404-521-0311. I don't know, Liz, I think it's going to be the biggest Georgia pre-K week in the history of the week. (laughs) Looking forward to it. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you so much. Now your questions from the water cooler. My name is Veronica Thomas. I'm the program manager for inclusion and behavioral supports. And my question for the commissioner is, how do you feel about the new pre-K study? Oh, well, Veronica, thank you for that question. So we have spent a lot of time diving into what that pre-K, the second grade year of the pre-K study results tells us. Um, and I think it's really more of more than anything, it's an opportunity. It gives us information that we've never had before on students that happen to be in Georgia pre-K um, and then attended second grade at a public school in Georgia. So um, it gives us some good data and shows us the benefits of Georgia's pre-K program, but then also gives us um, an opportunity and data to look at how do we better align our pre-K and kindergarten years with our first and second grade years. So um, right now, that's where we're going with the study is um, an increased partnership with the Department of Education to work on that alignment piece. Do you want to read more about it? It is on our website. Yes, I I would recommend the executive summary unless you just really like very complicated research. <laughs> There's a lot of information. It's a lot there. to take in. Summary is pretty good. Yeah. I understood it. Right. So yeah, I'd recommend going to the website at decal.ga.gov. Time to give you a chance at winning a nice prize in the decal download quiz. We'll draw one name from all the correct answers to this question. Email your response to decaldownload at decal.ga.gov. Here's the question. What percentage of four-year-olds are served by Georgia's pre-K program? What percentage of four-year-olds are served by Georgia's pre-K program? Answer that question. You could be the winner of a prize from Chick-fil-A, Fun Spot American Theme Park, Atlanta Botanical Garden, Wild Adventures, or Atlanta Movie Tours. Thanks for playing and good luck. Thanks for tuning in to Decal Download. For more information, visit our website at decal.ga.gov. The conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M Jacobs.